Yeah. I mean, how naive were we when we were like, yeah, okay, you go home for two weeks, you wash your hands a little bit more, and everything will be over. Hi, it's Nick. And Nick. And this is Better Together, where we explore women's stories through life's major changes and transformations and the support they found along the way. This is about to be a mess. This is going to be difficult for everybody. <laughs> I am thrilled to just be in the room. <laughs> you say that now, but we'll see. Give it Nikki a few did minutes. tell me you would be our funniest guest. So oh. tons of pressure. All the pressure. I also told her that she is our last guest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the big finale. More pressure. This is it. <laughs> this is the one I'll remember the most just because I have, like, shitty memory. That's something <laughs> you will we'll end with you. This will be great. I don't know if Nikki told you I work in communication. So she's like, just come on the podcast. And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, just come on the podcast. I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, so you are a real professional. Mm-hmm. We will be taking notes from you. Jen, please tell us, how does one run a podcast? <laughs> We're unsure. It's not that. It's just that, you know, most people come on with a objective I did have objectives I had about 17 things I said we were going to talk about and you told me I couldn't boil the ocean in a day (laughs) I could do whatever I set my mind to okay all right it's your show I'm just here for a good time (laughs) to entertain the people the one listener yeah (laughs) I'm here to entertain listener also India's with us. I mean, India's still, here. I won't. Heavy, heavy representation. I'm here for it. And Canada's still holding on. Here's what I will say. 200,000 of my work colleagues are in India. And if any of them approach me about this, <laughs> you, Nikki, are going down. <laughs> Even more pressure. I like that you're pointing, and I wasn't sure who you were pointing to, but it felt like me. And I was like, I will hang up right now. <laughs> Over, never mind. I am not included. <laughs> Better mm-hmm. together with Nick. Only one Nick is left. <laughs> one. One. Just the one. One Nick, one listener. That's all you need for a podcast. So we're here today with Jen, who is a friend of Nikki's. And we're very excited you're here. So thank you for coming on. Nikki's doing air quotations on friends, and I think we'll find out why in just a second. Jen, how do you know Nikki? Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and talk with you guys. I met Nikki at the gym. She was a trainer at the gym that I went to, and, you know, seemed a mess from the start. (laughs) You know. Immediately there for it. And then we started exchanging text messages, and I'm sure um, I'm sure Nikki will talk about where <laughs> that went at some point. But we just became friends, and we've been friends for a couple of years now, and um, it's been a very enjoyable ride. <laughs> for some she, more than others. She's paying you to say that, is what I'm getting. Yes. And yeah. um, the check hasn't arrived yet, so I'll be looking for that in the mail. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Jen, it feels weird to say Jen, because Jen goes by many names. 
to me in this household. I mainly call her Jan. I think it was a typo. Of, we're in a group text for some with some other friends from the gym, and it just kind of stuck, so I call her Jan. Uh, when we're FaceTiming with Camillo, she's crazy Auntie Jan. She just goes by a number of names. She is also, this is the, the big key aspect of our friendship. She is my life coach. Uh, <laughs> so when she says that we started exchanging text messages, she and I were texting, and it didn't take her long to say, listen, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Which was a much needed conversation to happen. I didn't expect it to come from a semi-stranger at the gym, but alas. We welcome it anywhere. We went out to lunch. She was like, let me tell you what you need to do with your life. I was all ears, and here we are years later. I think I've implemented most of the advice that you've given me, <laughs> and I've usually regretted it if I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I will say we did go to that lunch relatively soon, right? Like, we, we texted for a little bit, and then, like, within a couple of weeks, we were at the lunch, and the thing I said to you was, listen, in your text, you know how to spell there, there, and there. So we mm -hmm. just need to know what you're doing with your life. Maybe, maybe, maybe making twenty dollars, twenty five dollars an hour at the gym is the thing. We're working like three classes a day. Like ah, I don't know. You're you're smart. We can do more, right? And it was right around the time where I was kind of like, hmm, maybe there's more in life that I should be aspiring to. And uh, then there she was. So. <laughs> It all worked out. Perfect timing. Uh, and it's been a, a journey of sarcasm and tears, I think, is probably a good explanation. On her part. I'm a robot. Robots don't cry. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. What a good name for a book. Robots don't cry. We were just today talking about robots and feelings. And how I have too many of the latter. <laughs> In my early friendship with Nikki, she had no feelings. It mm -hmm. was just like a hard ass all the time. Like, mm -hmm. we're doing this. We feel this way. Get over it. We got to keep moving. Not get over it. Like, validation, but also keep moving. Keep it pushing. That's called getting over it, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, this is a change for me. Like, this feelings processing Nikki. I mean, the pendulum has certainly swung in the other direction. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, my husband will also tell you, and I, probably right after Camilla was born, he was like, when I met you, you were Miss No Feelings. And so this is a big change. And so not only was I hormonal from just having a baby, I was emotional. I was just all up and down and all over the place. And so for him to say that at that moment was probably not the wisest decision. But also, it's <laughs> but it true and fair. You know, he did, he met me when I was all business, didn't want to talk about feelings. There's no time in the day. And now I'm like, Everybody, it's okay. Let's do we need to cry it out? Get together in a circle. Do we need to process? My strengths change. I have like empathy now. And I'm like, I had this identity crisis. Like, what? Who, who am I? 
and what has happened to the old Nikki. But, you know, <laughs> slight transformation. It's not old Nikki. Now you're just evolved Nikki. Sure. She that's, okay. That's the <laughs> nicest thing Jan has ever said to me. <laughs> have feelings sometimes right like I mean I don't know but it, it must be nice <laughs> all right so here in Florida yeah sometimes it's nice uh it's not all the time though sometimes it's like why am I feeling like this hmm. I and that's why I have a therapist everyone that's yeah yeah I was telling so Nikki came over to my house couple weeks ago we stood at the top of the driveway 100 miles apart and shouted at each other Mm. (laughs) hello 2021 she was talking about how you know she's an extrovert and she's missing people and she wants to be around people and I happen to be very deeply introverted and so this whole pandemic I just go seems fine (laughs) (laughs) I love this as an introvert also I'm like I mean things still feel mostly normal like there's less things for me to push my extroverted husband out to go do that's my challenge yeah Mm. yeah so she was talking about how she was struggling in my head and like there's definitely something wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) because I'm fine everything's fine yeah (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling this overwhelming, go out there and get them. You know, my college reunion is coming up in October. And I said to my husband, we'll be vaccinated and I think we can fly and it'll be okay. And so like I got my head wrapped around getting on the plane and going there. And then today I was like, wait, are we going to like go into a bar? I'm not going to a bar. I can't do that. <laughs> we have limits. And so I, I sit here and think like, okay, all right. So pandemic ends, pandemic doesn't end. Either way, I'm okay because of the introverted nature of me. So like, okay, either way. Also though, the end must be in sight. What does that sight look like? And am I really comfortable with the end? Because the idea of going back out into the world and being by people feels scary. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. It's so different than what? we've been doing yeah do you think your outlook or perception has changed from a year ago when we first thought this was going to be two weeks mm. do you guys remember when they told us just go for two weeks it'll be fine yeah. we were like okay 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 everybody go buy meat for two weeks buy noodles <laughs> for two weeks like we all yeah. went to the store and bought exactly toilet two paper weeks. for two years <laughs> yeah yes. Just bought everything you needed for two yeah. weeks. And then at the end of those two weeks, they were like, two more weeks, guys, you can do it. And they're like, okay, okay. I mean, a month, that's a long time. They're really asking a lot of us now. <laughs> and then we figured out those next two weeks. <laughs> and by like week eight, we were like, they're just lying to us now, right? Like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is a joke. They don't Too know. Many weeks. <laughs> the math is not adding up here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how naive were we when we were like, yeah, okay, you go home for two weeks, you wash your hands a little bit more, and everything will be over. Yeah. That was so, I think back to those days. At that point um, in my job, we, I work for a firm that has like 300,000 associates, and I worked in internal communications, and I was writing all the messaging to send everybody home. Wow. So to get everybody home. 
we were working around the clock. It was a madhouse. It was a very difficult time. We had a little lull where we decided no one was going to come back to the office. And then we started to decide some people were going to go back in like May. So we all went home in March. And by like May-ish, we were thinking we were sending people back to the office. It was just those two weeks, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've quarantined for eight <laughs> different parts of two weeks. And... <laughs> so then we were so busy on that. And so the early part of quarantine, I was like, I knew too much because I was in these meetings with people who knew too much. So I knew too much. I was watching news and it was too much. My husband had CNN on around the clock and that mm-hmm. death ticker was just like, mm-hmm. my, yeah. kids, my kids started to be like, a thousand more people died today. And I'm like, yeah, that's not normal for you to know about. Also, <laughs> <laughs> so we to shut that off. <laughs> You know, when they were at home doing e-learning, which was a mm. nightmare, nightmare. So that was terrible. I'm really fortunate now my kids are in school in person. So our days have gone back to normal. I worked from home before the pandemic. I worked from home during the pandemic. So my, okay. again, my world didn't like materially shift around the pandemic, which means I'm sort of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Seems fine. And now from so i also i work in hr for my company and i've recently been added to the corporate communications team um which unfortunately for my teammate was a team of one and so we all kind of came in uh but i remember those conversations early on of like what are we communicating how are we communicating and even now a year later when we want to share some information like about vaccines our company hasn't hit like a hard standard yet on if people have to be vaccinated to come back so we're always like what do we share do we share too much what's going to open a can of worms it's all very tricky yeah it's a lot and and we have a global company I and mean, we're in like yeah. all the places everywhere so a lot of what we do is really regionalized um yeah it was very interesting at the time because like apac you know asia pacific seemed to get their stuff together pretty quickly and they were like, okay, we, st- we work at home and then we go to the office and we wear masks and everything's fine. Europe was like, I, w- I was working with this guy, he's Dutch. He's like, fat people are going to die. We just have to live with that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> whoa, buddy, whoa. Like, I'm like, that's, that doesn't seem like the right answer. I don't understand yeah. what's going to happen. have to live with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So like Europe's view was people are going to get it. People are going to die. And his his view in particular was... And if you're overweight, you're going to die for sure. And I'm like, oh, I feel like there's a different answer. Can you and call and tell them I'm still here? Like, I'm totally <laughs> I made it. It's fine. Yeah. Then in the U.S., everyone was like, go home and never leave your house again. Like, just go <laughs> home and stay there. Never come Locked out. <laughs> by the time it got to India last, so by the time it got to India, they were just like, our prime minister said we had to go home. So we went home and we stayed there for as long as we could and they followed orders. So it was very interesting to see how like regionally everybody reacted to it. Nobody reacted the same. Nobody had the same opinion about what we needed to do. You know, you know this from an HR perspective, you can mandate masks in some countries, but not all countries. So Mm -hmm. like you can mandate, I guess maybe you could mandate vaccines in some countries, but not other countries. And you know, how would you police that and all of that? So it's like we were dealing with yeah, all kinds of people from everywhere thinking different things. It was, it's been crazy. It's been, it continues to be crazy because now we're 
thinking latter half of this year we'll start to send people back to offices. Yeah. To kill. We have team members in Texas who um, mm-hmm. the majority of just went through that massive snowstorm that they were not prepared for, of course. And then, you know, like two days ago, or however long it's been, uh, Texas just lifted everything, lifted all those orders. And we had a moment of like, okay, um, your state may have chosen to do that, but we as a company where you work will not be choosing that route. Please don't show up because we're not opening the building. Like, stay home. Please just stay home. It kind of blows my mind. Yeah. I know I shouldn't be surprised by some states' actions, <laughs> but I am. Yeah. It's me in Texas. It's Florida and Texas. <laughs> We're like, what are we doing? I don't know. That co- My college reunion is in Tennessee. So I went to school in Memphis. So the reunion's mm-hmm. in Memphis. My best friend, one lives in Texas, and one lives in Alabama, and one lives in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so even, like, if we go, like, will Mike share a house with them? I don't know. I don't think so because yeah, we, <laughs> uh, we love you and continue to love you from a distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I was tasked with asking this question at the beginning and failed par for the course. Uh, but... <laughs> Your view right now is throwing me off because when I FaceTime you, this is not normally where you are. But for the people, the person that is listening with yeah. us, Listener. give them give them a vibe for what you're looking at, where you're talking to us from. Well, listener, I am sitting <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting at my husband's desk in Um, We do have an office in our house, and he started working from home before me, so he works in an actual office setting with bookshelves and wood panel walls and all the rest of it. It's very nice. I typically work from what I like to call my executive closet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So at the front of our house, there's a closet that was a front hall closet, I guess, and I needed a place to stand because I have a stand-up desk. So we took the closet apart. I call it an executive closet because it just gives me a little bit more clout. But I recently changed jobs. And I don't know what I'm doing in my job. And I've renamed it to the occasional. Occasionally, it's failure cubby when, <laughs> when I can't pull it together. We all so need a, We all need a failure cubby. <laughs> So this is a home office, but normally I work from executive closet slash failure cubby. (laughs) So my husband and I are getting ready to move and um, I will be calling my new office failure cubby. It won't have an alternate. That's just where we'll live. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me laugh for so many reasons. And I know, Nicole, you want to get to this with Jan, but... Jan, you're Jan, like the yeah. far, yeah, you're the farthest thing from a failure. So it just makes me laugh that your, your alter ego for the executive closet is failure. <laughs> oh, I just envision you in there just like pouting for a minute, like mm, in my failure cubby. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. It's more like, Ugh, why can't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I have very high expectations of myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so when I don't get something right away or, or I'm not right, or I, you know, like I need more guidance or I just can't pull it together. I immediately go to failure territory. Mm -hmm. I spent spent like 15 years of my career in internal communications where I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Now I'm in a chief of staff job and I don't know what that means. I have no idea what it means. I was going to ask, so I'll save that. (laughs) I don't know what it means. I don't know what good looks like. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Every morning I wake up and go, guess I'll wing it today. See where I get. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, like, I'm reasonably intelligent, so I figure things out. And my training in internal communications helps me with a lot of different problems. But, like, when they come to me and they're like, um, so we need new templates, like, for the budget. I just go, that sounds like numbers, and I'm going to have to pass on that because <laughs> I do words. So maybe if we spell the numbers out with letters, I can. I do words. <laughs> that doesn't really seem like something I'm going to be doing. So maybe yeah, we find staff. someone else. <laughs> So Love then it. my other training kicks in and I go find somebody who knows the answer. I'm just like, do you know the answer? Because I don't know the answer. Who did this before us? Somebody. Somebody did this before. I think like from an, a valuable employee perspective, I always think, look, I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. But I do like to know the smartest people and know how to get to them and get the answers out of them. Mm-hmm. I have this weird view of like, like friendships, your spouse, whatever. Nobody can be the whole package of what you need. Mm-hmm. There's no one person who can fulfill all of those buckets that you have to fill as a, as a human person. And I think it's really unfair. You know, I see people try to put that pressure on their spouse or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. My husband knows, like, the words to Happy Birthday and one Pearl Jam song. This is it. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Jeremy. And that's it, right? Like, he doesn't – music is not his jam. If I – and I like music. I like to – you know, I have dance parties in the kitchen with my kids. We listen to a lot of different stuff. If I relied on him for that, like, that bucket would never get full. So I think you have to have – people in your life who like will send you the music that you need to be listening to like who help yeah you know you have different people who curate different parts of who you are if you put all that pressure on one person that's destined for failure so yeah nikki putting all this pressure on me to coach her through life really unfair mm. you put that pressure <laughs> on yourself you did that you did that it's, it's true i did I am a chooser of people, and I did choose you. You picked me. <laughs> what? What? I was just coaching a class, and you picked me. You were like, you know what? She's the one. She's my next project, that one over there. In hindsight, I realized my mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, we're here now. It's too late. Oh, yeah, but she's like out. ingrained... It's it's too late. Yeah, you know, just change your number and move, and then you're fine. Blank slate. Taking notes. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jen just goes like radio silent, like never never to be heard from again. 
Jan Jen, where did you go? <laughs> Which is what I'll be calling you from now on. Yeah. Jan Jen. Jan. Jan, no it's not key. <laughs> <laughs> have switched jobs to what feels like a major role from a major role to an even more major role. She's major. Potentially. Major. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't know what I do, so it's hard to <laughs> say. How do you define success? Um, you know, when I had a team of people, success was really getting them to where they wanted to be. I used to say to them, look, it's I don't care what you want to be. If you want to be a professional dog walker, I will help you become a professional dog walker. This is sort of where the Nikki thing comes in, right? So you can see where this is going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a professional dog walker, I'll help you be a professional dog walker. I just want to know where you're going and I will do everything in my power to get you there. Yeah. I believe in being really transparent and really honest and really like we're all people. So I, I treat them like people. I want to be treated like a people. (laughs) It's a big team collaborative environment, right? When I left the group, and it was just an internal move. Mm -hmm. When I told people, four of them cried. Wow. And I felt, even as a robot, I felt bad. Like I was like, oh, it really made, I I wasn't prepared for it. Totally unprepared for that level of emotion and like, I know I'm your fun boss. I'm a good boss because I let you grow and experience all the things you want to experience. And like, yeah, I have high expectations. I have high standards and we have to meet those things, but we have a lot of fun along the way. Mm -hmm. And I was not prepared for the response to that. So I guess that means like, I do look at look at that as success, right? Like I am a boss Mm -hmm. who made a difference for those people. Now when they become some of them are bosses now, but when they become bosses or lead bigger teams or whatever, they have a better idea of who they want to be and who they don't want to be, mm-hmm. things they want to emulate, things they don't want to emulate. And I think that's a really great criteria for success. So when it comes to leading teams, it's really about getting people to where they want to go and being, you know, just a really strong, supportive leader for them. I, I think that's yeah. important. For me personally, um, I realize there are a couple things that fill my bucket as a person. The first one is I just want to be the person you call when things are going wrong. So check. Yeah. yeah. And what is your phone number? <laughs> yeah. Area yeah. code first. Yeah. 1-800. Um, so I don't, I don't really care what the work is that I'm doing. Sure. As long as. You call me when something's going wrong, and I'm happy to do the thing that's most important to you that you don't have time to do. So I don't care what that is. Like, literally, you could say, today, we have to scrub bathrooms. And I'd be like, great, let's do a good job at it. Let's do (laughs) the best we can. Because I don't care what the work is. Like I said, I'm drawn to letters, not numbers, (laughs) because numbers are hard. But at the end of the day, I just want to come to work. I want to have a good time. I want to work with people I like, and I want to make a difference either to people in the company or to the clients of the company or whatever, you know? Definitely less about what you do, more about how you make people feel, how you make yourself feel. Yeah. I love that. On that same track, I guess, when you're talking to your boys, how do you navigate with them success and failure? 
So the same thing, like I really, one of my work criteria is I won't work for a liar. I've done it before and I'll never do it again. Mm. Um, and if you've worked for a liar, you know what that causes. Like it's, it's a, yeah. for me, it's too much. Like yeah. I wouldn't be good in certain roles because I can't lie. I won't tell untruths. I won't even bend it a little bit. Like I, I'm a truth teller. And even to my kids, I'm a truth teller. If you come to me and ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you an age appropriate truth, but I'm not going to lie about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to yeah. like, because I can't. My nine-year-old the other day came to me and said, I want to know what all the swears mean. And I <laughs> oh. said, I said, well, why do you need to know? And he said, I just, I need to know. And when he was like, five or six, he came home one day and told me he knew all the swears. And I said, well, you're not old enough to use them. I said, one day you will be, and they're great. And you're going to love them. And they're some really, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's some good ones that you're really going to enjoy, but you're not old enough. So like you, you can say them in your head cause you know them. And like, I can't, I can't make you unknow them now, but you don't get to use them cause you're just not old enough. And he said, well, when will I be old enough? And I said, well, how old do you think is old enough? Mm, good response. And he said 32. And I said, that's exactly the right number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a genius also. <laughs> a genius and you know when you can use those swears. <laughs> and so now when he comes to me about the swears, I say, did you turn 32 and I'm unaware of it? Because I thought we agreed that 32 was the appropriate time for you to use them. He goes, I, I don't want to use them. I just, I listened to a song and, you know, this is the word they use and I'm trying to understand it. So I told him what some of them, some of them meant, right? Like not, yep. I gave him general sense of what they, <laughs> he's desperate to know what the F word means. I gotta tell you guys, can you define the F word? Cause I, I was going to say that, that'd be the one that I'm like, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a uh, best word in the English language <laughs> first. So we've got that. <laughs> can be used for literally anything can be used in all the ways. And I can't define it for you. I said to him, listen, I, I, I would tell you what it means if I could tell you what it meant in a way that you would understand, but I'm giving him like the very literal definitions, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like what's asked. And I'm like, but so, <laughs> right. Whew, that was the easy one. <laughs> yeah, right. So like I can give him the super literal ones. When he comes with that one, I'm like, I don't know, bro. I said, I don't know. It's the best one of all. And when you're 32, you're going to love it. <laughs> I remember being at, okay, so at probably about his age, around nine, at recess. Mm. And my friends and I in the corner of the soccer field were like, damn. And we <laughs> felt so cool. We were, yeah. and, and you couldn't shut us up at recess in a corner. We were like, damn, 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 damn. And then I remember like... <laughs> Going home and being petrified, I was going to slip up and say it in front yeah. of my mom. Yep. Uh, that was my introduction. I didn't wait till 32. I didn't either. So I had a babysitter who told on me, <laughs> who told my parents that I cursed like a sailor, a sailor. And so then like, you know, it burned her house down because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, but I saw the only retaliation. Yeah. I mean. I stopped cursing in front of her. And then I think my parents really thought I stopped. I don't really know what happened in their brains. They thought I just stopped. I just knew 
when where yeah. when yeah. you could use the word <laughs> which situation is appropriate right right and that's what I talked to him about like you don't know what the words mean and you don't know when is situationally correct to use them so it's just not time yet yeah but that's again like and my mom is like that's a terrible idea and I'm like I don't know like I don't want to if you think I think he's not going to use those words right like let's all live in a little bit of reality he's going to use the words right yeah going to say them so why why make it seem so like off limits and taboo taboo and whatever like Mm -hmm. you know i dig it i love this approach just put it back on them that's what (laughs) she tells me every time just put it back on them like well what do you think yes See, I'm going to try this at work personally when I don't know the answers. Well, what do you think is the right No, answer? that is the answer. So when your kids or your employees get to the why stage, you know, why, 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 why? You can say, you can answer one time, maybe two times. On the third time you say, well, why do you think? And then whatever answer they give you, you can probably just agree with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we celebrate Christmas in this house he's on the cusp of figuring things out mm. when, he, when he talks about it he says you know Santa real I say what do you, do you believe in Santa and he says yes and I say great <laughs> it's so simple what you say but it's like it's true like answering questions with a question like <laughs> what is your opinion on this yeah. don't worry about mine yeah and then you just go okay and then you're not like confirming or denying. You're just saying, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. that's it. I am using this in every part of my life. <laughs> Nikki, get ready. You're the person I talk to most besides James. He counts. But... <laughs> oh, see, the other thing Take, I use taking clients is... on in yeah. every yeah. facet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing I use at work is, do we though? I had this consultant who I love and she worked for me for a long time. And she would come to me in the middle of one of our projects and say, we need to do X, Y, Z. Mm. And I would just go, do we though? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and either then she would talk herself into it or out of it. And if she presented a good enough case, then we would go forward. But this whole notion of we need to, and you having to agree or disagree right then, I don't think so. I just think, do we? And let mm. them make their case. And a lot of times they talk themselves out of it, and you don't even have to be the bad guy. You're <laughs> like, well, you said it, not me. I don't... Seems like you have a point there. I Look at that conclusion you came to all on your own. <laughs> How do you balance your career, which, of course, is, I imagine, especially during a pandemic, can become demanding at the drop of a hat, and being a mother, and working from home with your spouse who's also working from home how do you balance everything i am really fortunate that i don't suffer from mommy guilt Mm. Mm -hmm. if this is not a common um emotion in my life i don't it happens very very rarely and it's fleeting when it occurs it's not uh it's not an everyday thing for me my view is um what I'm teaching my kids is how to have a work ethic, to show up and do your job every day and do a good job, um, that the work you do matters, that how you comport yourself matters, that this is what's important and this is what we do. 
yeah. my six-year-old <laughs> doesn't want to go to school. I love him. Yeah. He's feral. It's the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> so he doesn't want to go to school. And I say to him, okay, well, if you don't, what kind of job do you want to have when you grow up? And he says, recess. And I say, yes. I say, that's fine. And you can have the job of recess if you become the gym teacher. In order to become the gym teacher, you have to go to 16th grade. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what has to happen. So if you want recess to be your job, totally an option. You still have to go to school to do that job. There's, there's no job where you don't have to get from here to there in the school realm. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to do it. Just got to do it. And he doesn't like it. <laughs> he, the best thing happened the other day. We've had some snow days here in Connecticut. And so the kids have been out of school or either. Nicole, or that's like the white, the white flakes that come out of the sky, mm -hmm. you know? I yeah. think we call that ash here when something's on fire. You know? Yeah. Like that, but colder. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had had some snow days on and off, and he woke up one Monday morning and said to me, I'm having a snow day today. <laughs> <laughs> I decided. I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> Yeah, it's there's it's not snowing, so you got to go to school. No, it's a snow day. I'm gonna stay home because I'm having a snow day. <laughs> just that, and like this is just who he is down to his very core. And my feeling with the ferals, because my other kid isn't feral, but I have one feral kid. My feeling with the ferals is you set up these guidelines and you just let them bounce back and forth between the guardrails, and you just try to keep them on the best best path possible. Nature versus nurture. Nature is real. Nature is real, real. And you just got to deal with the hand that's that's dealt you and work through it the best you can. Mm. What do you say back to Are you like, like well, if you want to be a weatherman and dial up the weather, you have to go to the 16th grade. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything you can claim snow days. Yeah. Everything ends at 16th grade. I love it. <laughs> like, the answer just becomes, well, yes, you can do that after 16th grade. When he told me, another day he told me he just wasn't going to school. He was staying here. And I said, okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> if you're not going to go to school, I'm going to need you to start covering some expenses. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's six. And I said, I'm going to need 3000 for the mortgage, 200 for insurance, 250 for clothes, probably 400 for food. And I just started rattling off like real life world expenses. Yep. And I said, yeah, I'm going to need that every month. And he goes, I have $40. And I was like, better get to work. <laughs> I don't do numbers. No, no, no. <laughs> Can you say it the way that Bodhi would say it? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. What did but I only have $60. Dollars. Dollars. <laughs> he, same, same feral child. I take him to the smoothie shop in town. And I look through like the list of ingredients and I tell him this is the one he wants. Fast forward, he's at home doing e-learning one day and he's like, will you go to Rush Bowls and get me a smoothie? And I'm like, no, I don't want to today. So he's on the phone with his teacher. Like he's on a Zoom call with class with his teacher. And he says, 
Miss Sweeney, you should go to Wash Bowls and get the hangover cure. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? He's like, the hangover cure. It's the best smoothie. <laughs> and I'm like, but she texts me later and she goes, uh, yeah, um, Bowden told me I needed to go get a hangover cure. And I was like, I am parent of the year. I don't know if you know. <laughs> And I am winning in You're all parenting. You're just getting this message, but <laughs> I'm winning in all parenting categories. She's like, I was like, yeah, do you have enough right? Uh, have a rough night, Bowden? <laughs> I love it. I love this. This is my. That's my feral. My feral is. He's feral. He cracks. And now me your up. older one does he follow like traditional oldest child guidelines? Like he's a rule follower. He's trying to be his best yeah well he's a perfectionist he's a rule follower he's a raise his hand in class yes i have the answer i just did his parent teacher conference and she's like yeah he's perfect and i'm like yeah i say i say to them i'm like i'm glad we could have this conversation if you have his brother it's not gonna go like this go get the hangover (laughs) cure smoothie you're gonna want it get the hangover hangover (laughs) cure love it oh my god he's a mess but to balance it all i think you just have to like you just have to decide what's important to you and who you are you know part of becoming a mom is you do lose a bit of your identity you know first year in school i was an athlete so my identity was a student and an athlete all the way through college right then you're in your career and my identity became career oriented then you become a mom and you're like, oh, I know it. how am I all of these things? I don't know how to be all of these things. And I think you just have to say, I can do all of those things. I'm not going to be perfect at any one of those things, but I'm going to do the best I can at all of those things and accept that I will have good days. I will have bad days. I will have proud moments. I will have moments where I'm not proud. You know, when you're tired and your kids bother you, you snap and you say things that mm. really mean you don't want to say and my husband is so good about when that happens you know he goes and apologizes to them and says I'm sorry for the way I acted and I think like just modeling that to your kids is really important mm-hmm. and really great I don't know that I've ever said I'm sorry so I haven't done that personally but, <laughs> but he's doing wonders but he's doing them. so good at it <laughs> Proud of him. We're we so are, proud. Collectively. <laughs> I have two two comments. One is that that is great advice, and I think even today when we were talking earlier, you reframed something, and we're just kind of like, look, today your goal is going to be to focus more on X and a little bit less on Y, and you, that's just got to be okay because tomorrow the focus is going to be something different, or even later today the focus is going to be something different. And so I think it's just a constant uh, back and forth of prioritizing and reprioritizing and just being okay with that. Yeah. Because like you said, you can do all the things, but you're not going to be perfect at all the things, and it's okay. But realistic expectations are key. And then the second comment I had when you mentioned being an athlete you, my friend, are still an athlete, and I can't believe I forgot to mention one of the ways that we just were bonded souls was I asked Jan to be on our co-ed softball team. What is it now? I had 2019, uh, and it was very entertaining because for as... For me. <laughs> 
<laughs> as type A, like, on it as she is, and I'm sure a phenomenal collegiate softball player, she clearly had to uh, shift in her brain, like, co-ed, adult, rec league softball is not competitive collegiate softball. <laughs> Whereas I, who played every sport under the sun for all of one season each uh, and became a master of none, thought that I was a professional softball player. She mm-hmm. did. She did. You should have seen her out there. She would get so mad at herself, kicking dirt, acting like a big baby. I had to go over to her lap and be like, get it together. You're a grown-up. This is beer league People softball. can see you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, stop acting yeah. like a baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, after I finished playing college softball, um, I tried to play beer league right after. Uh, no go. No bueno. Not a good situation. I was still a tiny bit too competitive, so I took a little time off. And then when I started to play again, I made my husband play on the team with me because he's so he's what I call a flatliner. He doesn't get emotional about anything. He just mm. like, like nothing riles him. And to be married to me, nothing could rile you because <laughs> Lulu, you just, so he's a flatliner and I bounce around up here somewhere like, ah! mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, I made him play cause I knew he could keep me from getting out of control mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> And so that worked for a while, and then I didn't need him as a crutch anymore. I could, like, go and be normal-ish. I mostly get mad at myself. Like, I don't care if the team wins or loses. I, whatever. If I right. mess up a lot, then I get annoyed. But otherwise, whatever. Who cares? It's beer league softball. We're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> as terrible. Nikki out there kicking dirt, oh. throwing a helmet down. Here's the best thing. The best thing oh, she no. did ever was oh oh, oh I, I know, know i know yeah. <laughs> she was running the bases one day and she decided like she's had to be safe at all costs well she doesn't know how to slide no into, clue she doesn't know how to slide into a base so one time she just like ran toward it and fell on top of it like she didn't it wasn't a slide it was like a flop knee tore up like she tore up oh, it's body still scarred it. it's scarred <laughs> Because then, like, two weeks later, I did it again. She did it again. She did. And I was like, it's beer league softball. We're we're not. Like, we don't put our body in jeopardy for beer league softball. We don't. We don't do it. That was before. That was before. (laughs) We're done now. We're done now. We're, We're past that point in our lives. Yeah. Oh, she'd miss the ball thrower glove. It was so great to watch. It, she, I had a bad attitude when I played in high school and college, a lot like that. And so it was like me watching myself. It was great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Except with the wisdom of knowing it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> well, so now, since we're not in softball leagues, because I don't know if you've heard, uh, there's this bug going around. Um hadn't heard my life hasn't changed everything's the same you acquired a new device in your basement oh i was like where are we going with this (laughs) you 
have a Peloton. I do have a Peloton. I have a Peloton. Do you? I love it. I don't I still. Just Nikki, please hush now. This is not yeah, your time. This, is, this isn't for you. Just no, she does have a Peloton. Do you know what she makes me do? I have these TRX um, straps in my basement in front of the TV, and I chip clip my phone. <laughs> mm. I chip clip my phone to these straps, pointed at the TV, so that we can do strength or cardio or whatever mm-hmm. together, so that we can work out together through FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So I just like true friendship. Clip, yeah, chip clip right. my phone, and we uh, <laughs> we work out together. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. But yeah, we did get the Peloton in like August or September or something. Same for us. Yeah, we're in. We're just finishing the winter challenge for the power zone group. Mm, I'm doing none of those challenges. I'm like, my challenge is like, get on that bike girl. And I do it. I'm like, yes. We're at the end of it. We have a 90 minute ride on Saturday. Bless you. I know. I thought I was doing so good with like my 30 minute rides. And I said, Nikki, I'm so good. I'm doing 30 minute rides. She goes, that's not a long time. And I was like, (laughs) you're rude. I want you to know I get opposite Nikki. So I'm like, Nikki, I made it 15 minutes. And she's like, oh, my God, go, girl, tomorrow 16 minutes. And so come to my side. She's much nicer over here. I don't get that. I don't get that. I get told you're not working hard enough. I am going mm. to separate you two if you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, Nikki did used to, like, be really not hard on me because it was for the betterment of my fitness. Um, but she was hard on me. And she was like, no, you can do this. And you're not going to, like, bitch out about it, basically. <laughs> And I almost just walked out. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not listening to you. And so a softer approach seems to work with me. <laughs> an, an encouragement seems to work. Mm. Yeah, no. She says, you're not doing enough. And I'm like, well, now I'm competitive. Thanks. And then I have to go harder, do more. And while you two <laughs> work out, TRX while you two work out, I'm just going to take the next couple weeks off. Just. Relax over here. You're you know? there. You're oh. chip clipped in. The next couple, as if you hadn't taken the previous couple. Yeah. Also, also, like, also, like today is a point in time where we're. I'm just gonna take a break from here. Not like not like I have been. Approach. Two, <laughs> two more weeks. Two more weeks. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good burn. Thanks. Super cool. How did I know Wait. we'd end up? Here. Here, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have delivered if, you know. With every guest we have on, we do what we call quick six. And they were initially intended to be rapid fire questions, yet not a single person has been able to respond with just a quick answer. So you take as much time as you need. There are really no rules, but there are no parameters for the next six questions that come your way. You'll get three from me and three from Nicole. Who would you like to ask you questions first? I feel like you just challenged me to be the shortest answerer (laughs) in the history of the show. So challenge accepted. Yes. Although I don't find people. I'm not. A I'm ready. Person. I'm ready. Whoever wants to go first, I'm ready. I Nikki, have. You go I, first. I have four questions. No, ma'am. There are rules. You're feral. Ah, you are feral. Why are you going to hang up with Cure? 
You can do it. I believe in you. Crap. Okay, okay, okay. Mm, okay. One of, one of them is going to be a repeat question from earlier this season because it's that important to me. Okay. All right, here we go. Question number one. If you had to have a bob or your hair down to your butt for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Bob. If, <laughs> what is your current dance song with your kids? Ooh, uh, goosebumps. Good goosebumps. Can you Scott? Give us a little ditty. Yeah. No, I can't. Try. I'm a little bit of it. I can't. I literally don't know it. Oh. Okay, last question. Do you sleep with your socks on or off? Mm-hmm. Uh, mixture. Yes! Me too! Everybody thought it was so weird! <laughs> Why are you cheering? I wasn't unsure. Why were excited? Also, and this will take out in post so that I didn't give a long answer to this, I saw something that said... If you sleep with your socks on, it helps cool your body faster. And in order yes. to sleep, you need to be cooled down. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ergo, sleep with your socks on. I'm a world champion sleeper. That's why I am. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> I put socks on, and I feel like it heats me up. I don't like it. No, I can't do it. Well, you're in Florida. Mm. Yeah, but we run the AC, you guys. Like, we're not... <laughs> But you, do you wear socks, like, in life, or are you, like, a flip-flop? You're, you know what? No, I definitely don't. I am always in sandals <laughs> or flip-flops. Okay, so yeah. it would be weird if you're, like, I went all day without socks. I'm going to put some on now. <laughs> I feel claustrophobic <laughs> in closed-toed shoes. It's just too much. Too much of a commitment. Okay. What would be an interesting way for two countries to settle a war? Where do you come up with these questions? Google and I work together exclusively. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> um, I think that they should have a bake-off. Mm. <laughs> yes. Who's the judges? Who decides? Switzerland. Ah, naturally. Why do I even ask? <laughs> Duh. Okay. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would the name be? Um... I mean, it would just be nut butter then, wouldn't it? Just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that's not the right choice. <laughs> but it, I, mean, I don't want that. I don't want that one. <laughs> it is what it is. I'll accept it. Okay, last one. If you were transported back in time to 400 years ago with no clothes or items on you, how would you prove you're from the future? Why did I say future like that? Future. <laughs> Well, I feel like I would just show them that I had all my teeth. (laughs) This is possible. (laughs) No. Proper hygiene. Dental hygiene. I didn't know how I would answer that question. Like, as I wrote it, I was like, I don't know how I would even answer this. And I never imagined what the perfect answer would be, but that's it. just have all my teeth. Done. I just, I have all my teeth. Transport me back. (laughs) Boom, did it. Bring me back. <laughs> but can we skip over 2020 and probably 2021? We could yeah. just right past that. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out together. I love it. Well, Jan, 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 Jan. Yeah, the scariest hour of your life is now over. How do you feel? I feel like I could breathe again. <laughs> I feel so much relief that this conversation went in the direction that it went. I feel like Mm. not as many secrets were revealed 
about me. <laughs> oh, there's still time. Are we still recording? <laughs> <Unleashed>. <laughs> so this was great. <laughs> Enough about you, Nikki. I'm really excited, Jan Jen, for, I feel like I'm like, today I'm solid in my career, uh, so we don't have to talk about that, but like, I'm excited for you to start mentoring me, yeah. <laughs> just about general life things. Mm-hmm. I, um, I call myself a camp counselor, right? Like, people, people come to me with all kinds of problems. Now, there's two reasons for this. One is because I'm no bullshit, right? Like if you tell me your problem, I will just tell you how to fix it. Mm-hmm. At one point I was like over my career and I thought I'm going to go back and become a therapist. Until I realized like therapists want you to work it out on the journey. I don't have time for that. I'm just going to tell you what the answer is and you should go implement that. It's literally better for you as a therapist if they spend more time working it out. I know, but I don't like that. I just want to cut to the chase and get, get where we need to go Thanks faster. Yourself. So I didn't become a therapist because I would have failed. People would have been like, no, this is not what's happening. The other thing is, and this is strange, I have um, large pupils. And when your pupils are big, it says to people, I like you, I'm I'm open to you, and you can talk to me. And so because mm. my pupils are just, like, naturally more dilated than other people's, people feel like they can tell me things and talk to me about things, even though... Like, Could you just get real close to the camera for me so I can see your pupils? <laughs> just a quick... Just a quick in. So a friend of mine knew about this. And this place I used to work, there was a woman I did not like. I did not like. And he's, he said to me, he's like, your pupils get pin-sized when she comes around. Mm. Like, and my pupils don't get small. So for them to get down to pin-size means I really don't like you. But my natural state looks like, yes, I'm open to you. I want to talk to you. When in reality, I'm probably I don't. not. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm probably not Please that into you. <laughs> She, like, actively tries to, like, yeah, like blink or shine light in her eyes. Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That's actually what was happening at the gym when I was training her. But I was like, oh, do you need help? And just, like, the signals got lost. To make eye contact. She's like, no, don't. Please. Stop. But I am happy to work with – I'm happy to help a lot of people. I mean, I – I say I'm high on empathy, low on sympathy, which means I feel where you are. I understand where you are. If you don't want to change it, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you in your situation. But sure. yeah. I literally feel like that is my husband's motto. Now that yeah. you say I it, I'm it. like, that's how he operates. <laughs> yeah, I think Willie can put himself in other people's shoes and understand where they're coming from. I also think if you don't want to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, he's like, I don't have time for you. Right, yeah. Which is sort of... <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> That is so accurate. <laughs> so accurate. And so that's sort of where I fall on the spectrum, too. Like, I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to talk to you about what you need to fix. If you don't choose to fix it, it's not going to affect my life in any way. But I'm also not going to sit there and, like, continue the cycle of right, right. lamenting and talking about it and whatever yeah. until you choose to take action. So empathy is my number one strength. Uh, gross. I know. And <laughs> But in my career, I... I I have to call people in tough situations yeah. and because my bosses are like, you make people feel better. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. So I'll call somebody and I just like, I'm very empathetic, but it's more about like active listening for me. Like I just, oh, I understand that is, that does sound difficult for you. I totally, and by the end of it, they're like, this was fantastic. And I was like, I didn't have to do anything. This is me. <laughs> 
And the great, great part about that and the tricky thing about being an empath is you take a lot on, right? Like I used to mm-hmm. take on everybody's pain and suffering. I would carry it. Like I'm strong. I'll carry all your baggage for you. I don't yeah. mind. And you have to get to a point where you figure out, I can help you without picking up your suitcase. I don't, I'm not going to pick mm. up your bags for you. You're going to have to carry your bags. I'm not going to carry them for you, but I will help you. I will have the conversation with you. I will talk to you. You keep your luggage. I'm not going to have it. Excuse me while I write that down. <laughs> not picking up your suit earlier in the week. Nikki was like, you know, I'm having a hard moment because, you know, she's parenting and working and, and all of it. And I was like, okay, today my motto is, I don't accept this stress. I don't accept it in my life because I had uh, some interesting situations at work. And I was like, I just, no, I'm not taking this. It's not, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not my baggage. I'm not going to pick up your suitcase. I thought you were about to say, Nikki called me earlier and I just like didn't know how to tell her that I did not want to pick up her suitcase. And I was about to <laughs> cry. New truth bombs. We're breaking up. The podcast is over. <laughs> Willie predicted this early on. He said all the best podcast duos break up. And we were like, we haven't recorded episode one. We just got our microphones. <laughs> positive he just puts such a positive spin yeah. on everything like all the time <laughs> all yeah. the time just he's yeah. there for us but also if I was like I don't know about this anymore I'd be like then don't do it yeah listener won't care so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> listener's gonna be all right Thank you for being our final guest of the season. Hey, somebody had to do it. Finishing us off with a bang. That's right. <laughs> Fulfilled all my expectations. <laughs> Checked every box. Didn't pick up my suitcase. Yeah. No, no, I won't. I'll help you, but I won't pick up your suitcase. I just, I can't do it. can't do it. I learned not to. I can do it, but I don't want to. Fair. <laughs> feels good yeah all right that's it that's a wrap do you want to uh sign us off nicole uh and for the final time with a guest maybe cut that out nikki i don't know sayonara suckers We're so glad you joined us this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, leave us a review. It really means a lot. Until next time, remember, we're better together.